In today's show, we're looking back at Monday's action across the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're recapping the action from Monday across the league. Let's talk about those games right now. First game, the Bucks beat the Wizards comfortably. 133-122. The big fella, Yanni Antetokounmpo. Giannis and Tintokotoma too. Third straight triple-double, 31, 15, and 10. 36 minutes, three steals and a block, and six of six from the line. 73 fantasy points. He's the number three ranked player over the last two weeks. He's up to 11 on the season. Remember the first month, six weeks, two months of the season, he was like in the 40s because his free throws were so bad and the other numbers weren't where they needed to be. Now they are where they need to be and they are, he is absolutely flying and putting up some huge, huge performances. Let's hope the free throws can stick. How about the resurrection of Brook Lopez? Big meaty man slapping me. 22 points in 33 minutes, seven boards, one steal, four blocks. He was six of six from the line as well. Let's not get it mixed up. He's been terrible all season. Well, not terrible. He hasn't been good all season. 113th ranked player. And he's yeah, he was a 10-team drop and a points league drop. And he was the guy that I was just barely hanging on to in 12-team leagues. And you know, over the last two weeks, he's the 58th ranked player. So you've been rewarded. Don't get too excited and think the old Brook is back, but this is encouraging. Well, the big ragu also had a big one. 33 minutes, 12, 7, and 6 for DiVincenzo. I'm not that interested in that. It's good, but I don't really think it's something that's going to be able to um, continue as we move forward. Chrissy Middleton had 23, 5, and 3 in his 34 minutes, but some poor shooting. Well, Drew Holiday was okay, 15 and 6. Bob Portis, not great from Portis, only 16 minutes. We've seen his production really start to fall off. Um, he's outside the top 150 over the last two weeks. 13 and 4 in those 16 minutes. Yeah, he is trend- he's a 10-team drop to me, and I think he is trending towards being a 12-team uh, league drop. Yeah, in line with past performances. On to the Wizards. Brad Beal returned from one game off, played 42 minutes, and shot 68%. He had 37, 6, and 5 with 4-3, so he was pretty bloody good. Westbrook also pretty bloody good, if you ignore the horrible shooting. 23, 5, and 17 with a steal and a block. Still took too many threes. He was 3 of 6, so 50% shooting is not bad. It's still too many for him. Um, horrendous 39% on his twos, and of course, you know, just defecated on those free throws. 4 of 6 for 67%. 56 fantasy points, though. Um, is uh, is pretty good. Now, he was a team worst minus 20, and he is really doing well in points leagues. Not so much in category leagues where he's the 75th ranked player, but that is up to top 40 over the last two weeks. Second strong game in a row for Rui Hachimura. 37 minutes, 22, 7, and 5. Big game from Rui. Hit his shots, 50% shooting. Um, that's great. I, I, I want him to succeed. I don't think he's necessarily going to be all that good. Um, this is two really good games in a row. If you want to add him, by all means, I probably won't because you know I guess the priors are baked in there where I've seen him not be good for a year and a half and I've seen the college tape of him and I just don't believe that he is this level of player. But if you want to add him, by all means. 
Denny Avdia played 31 minutes, 11 and 6. Not particularly good from Avdia, but the minutes are pushing up, and that's encouraging. They pushed Troy Brown out of the rotation again. The Scott Brooks, Troy Brown bullshit continues. Avdia, I don't think he's going to make too much of an impact on 12-teamers this year. While Alex Len started with Mo Wagner out of the rotation again, three points for Len in 18 minutes, while Robin Lopez played nine minutes. So they went with Hachimura at center quite a bit more in this game. Uh, interestingly, um, Bertans only played 24 minutes. Really hard for me to look at him as a must-roster 12-team league guy. Get that garbage out of here! All right, let's go. Next game, we're looking at the Sacramento Kings. They went down in the end to the Charlotte Hornets, 122-116. Let's start with Marvin Bagley, who had 12 points in the first half, played 16 minutes. It's a really good start. And then broke his hand, and that's probably going to be four weeks out for Bagley. He was playing better. Now, by better, I mean he was the 161st ranked player over the last two weeks. That's not that good. Um, without IR, you, you can't hold him. He's not good enough to hold on to. So he's you know, 24, 25 power forward minutes and are up for grabs. I think that they'll start Tyrese Halliburton in that role, push pa- uh, Harrison Barnes up to the four, and Buddy Heald to the three. They could start Nemanja Bielitsa, but we saw in the second half they went with Halliburton there, even though he is still dealing with the minutes restriction. Um, and Halliburton ended with 28 minutes despite having three fouls in his first eight minutes of action. So I don't think that Bielitsa is a must-roster player. I think if you're looking in 16-team leagues or 14-team leagues, maybe you consider him. But I wouldn't look at him as an absolute guaranteed got to add him in 12-team league scenarios. That's Bielitsa I'm talking about there. Harrison Barnes, 13-5-3. Buddy Heald had 23-6 and six with five threes. And Darren Fox, yeah, not great from the line. Again, 29-4-8, though. The counting stats are pretty solid. There, Halliburton... Um, Absolute buy low to me. I mentioned that on the buy low show today. Look, he is struggling. He's playing not well at all. And a lot of what he did early in this season probably wasn't sustainable just based on some really high steal numbers and really high three-point shooting numbers. And we've seen his free throw numbers really, really tail off, which is something that was a real issue for me for him coming into the draft. So while I think he'll be better than what he currently is, I'm not sure that we necessarily get back to those heights that we saw to begin the season, which were you know, really, really high highs. For the Hornets, Terry Rogier played through his leg issue. 26 points on 39%, but four, three, four threes, four rebounds, three assists. And Haywood was great with 25, eight, and four, and four steals. A little bit disappointing for LaMelo Ball. He started out pretty poor with his shooting, but came on strong late. 25 minutes, 16, four, and four. And look, just, the minutes are just something to watch here for LaMelo, which have, they've been down over the last four or five games. Only 22 minutes for Devontae Graham as he returns from his uh, knee problem. 12 points, four threes, four assists. I'm not adding him in 12-team leagues, but I am watching to see where this goes. While PJ Washington Jr. had one of his you know patented poor games, 10-2-5 and five with two threes in 26 minutes. Malik Monk's a 14-team league drop. I think Miles Bridges is a 12-team league drop as well. He had 10 points in 28 minutes. Well, it wasn't a great night from Cody Zeller, just 3-9, and nine, but six assists, but couldn't really finish his shots. One of seven from the field, and Biombo got more minutes. And the reliance on Biombo from James Borrego continues to be confusing and frustrating to say the least. Guys, when you're looking for a part for your car, you don't want to go into the big chain store and have them rip you off. And also have them not have the part in store because there's just so many parts for cars with makes and models increasing every day. 
you want to go to rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, flick it over. Next game, um, the Knicks and the Nets. Now, the Nets were up massive in this one, 117-112, and the Knicks came back. You credit to them for a huge comeback. In the end, they just fell short. Julius Randle, 33-12-6 in 41 minutes. Of course, they're on a back-to-back, so there's 41 minutes. No problem there at all. Three steals, while uh, Reggie Bullock played 42 minutes. Bullock's played over 30 minutes in three of the last four. Interesting as a three-point stream option there. Uh, 19 points, five triples, while Rowan Barrett Jr., another good game. 23-6-4. 10 of 10 from the line, which is great. 43 from the field. Wasn't quite as good with his shooting as he's been over the last six to eight weeks, but a really good game from him. While uh, Emmanuel quickly made his first start. Unbelievable. It happened. He started. Uh, yeah, look, he is... There, there is. I know people love what he's been doing. Rightfully so, because he's been a huge surprise. I was not this high on him. But there are some real uh, chucker vibes with quickly. I He's... And I've criticized Tom Thibodeau for his handling of quickly at times, but he is not a good passer, distributor, or offense runner. And again, just another horrible shooting night, 32% from the field on 28 usage. And I think that's a bit of a worry, but I would add quickly, I don't know when Rose and Peyton are going to be back. I don't know what Thibodeau is going to do with the rotation. 99% your chance that he just goes back and plays quickly 15 minutes behind both Peyton and Rose. But there's a chance that he doesn't. So I think that's what you have the streaming spot for, is to take a flyer on guys like that to see what happens. If it doesn't work out, oh, well, on to the next one. And there's a chance he starts again tomorrow against the Sixers. I thought there was a chance that Nerlens Noel might even retain the starting job over Mitch Robinson when he returned. Noel was the starter in preseason until he had a couple of games off with a sore knee, and then Robinson took over, and that was it. Noel was playing well. And now we're seeing Taj Gibson play more than him. Now, I... The Thibodeau's unhealthy reliance on Taj Gibson remains an issue, but Noel was undoubtedly not that good. Zero points in 20 minutes with a steal and a block. I, I am still holding Noel, but my my thoughts on him maybe re- retaining the starting job that's uh, that feels like it's going out the window. I wouldn't. I think there's probably a larger chance now of Noel actually not even being the backup, and it's being Robinson and Gibson than him re- remaining as the starter. I think that uh, Thibodeau could do that. I think there's a real chance of that. Um, Alec Burks had 12 points. That was fine. He's lost uh, quite a bit of his value of late as well. For the Nets, Jimmy Harden, 21, 15, and 15, while Kyrie had 34, 1, and 4 on 72%. Percent? No, percent. Jeff Green, he made a start. I've got to find my button now. My name is Jeff. Giggity. Um, 35 minutes, 20 points, 6 rebounds, 2 threes, 2 blocks. Really good game. 73% shooting from Jeff Green. I'm not adding him in 12-team leagues. But with him starting, that meant the Shark, Bruce Brown, moved to the bench and... Get that garbage out of here! Uh, yeah, Brown is a clear 12 and 14 team league drop. Six points in six minutes for him. He has seem, seemingly fallen well out of favor. Now, I don't know what it's going to take for Steve Nash and the NBA coaching community at large to realize that DeAndre Jordan isn't that good. I know that he's mates with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but he's he just shouldn't be playing this many minutes. 30 minutes, eight and nine. Claxton goes in there literally every game and outperforms him. 
Six and four with two blocks in 16 minutes for Claxton. And what's going to happen? Durant's going to come back and Griffin's going to come back and Claxton's going to be the one that loses out. And Jordan will stay in the rotation. He might stay starting and he will still play his 24, 25 minutes, which is ridiculous. So Claxton is a nice high upside guy. He's a nice stash just in case Steve Nash decides to do the right thing, but I really have my doubts about that. Jordan, not a must roster guy, while uh, Landry Shamet, who'd been shooting well, uh, did not. Three points in 23 minutes, and Joe Harris had 13 points with three triples in this one as well. Let us move on now. The San Antonio Spurs, they blew out the Pistons, 109-99. It was actually a larger margin than this. 20 points in the um, in the fourth quarter before the Mavericks um, Mavericks filled it up towards the end to get back into it, make it a little bit more respectable. I t- talked about this guy on the Buy Low show earlier today, Jakob Pertl. 26 minutes, 14 and 12, one steal, four blocks. Rolled his ankle, went to the locker room, but returned. This is why I like Jakob Pertl. This is why I believe he's a must-roster player. He won't do this every game, but holy shit, this is good. DeJounte Murray was good too, 19, 10, and 6, while um, Drew Eubanks also flashed once again, 8, 5, and 4 in 22 minutes. In a deeper league, looking for a center, Eubanks is your guy. Wasn't a great night from Derek White, uh, 24 points. Sorry, no, I wish it was 24 points. 24 minutes, 9, 5, and 2. I guess the encouraging thing, if you want to look on the bright side, it was a back-to-back and he played. Let's hope he plays the back-to-back later this week, but it wasn't a good game. Well, Lonnie Walker spot starter for DeRozan and had 11 points in 29 minutes. He's nowhere near a fantasy option. And I think Keldon Johnson's nowhere near a fantasy option at this point. Now, very comfortable dropping Keldon in 10-team leagues. He's 133rd this year. In 12-team leagues, it is trending down in a hurry. I would be a little bit more hesitant to drop him in 12-team leagues, but I think it absolutely is. Now, if you honestly appraise your roster, he's the worst guy on it, nearly in all circumstances. And if someone's the worst player on your roster, then he's expendable. That's that's just how it works. And I think we're, I think we're heading that way with Calden. Rudy Gay struggled early on, but had a nice 10-point flourish in the third quarter, 10-2-4 with two blocks. He's, again, putting up fringe 12-team value, probably more of a 14-team league guy, though. For the Pistons... Um, shit night from Jeremy Grant, 14 points, horrendous shooting, uh, 44 from the field, but 50 from the line is bad, 14-1-2, hurt his hip as well, but he's fine, he's ready to go next game, which is fine. Mason Plumley only 23 minutes, because Isaiah Stewart played 25, 10-5 for Stu, 9-12 for Plumley. Uh, Stewart is a 12-team league guy to me at this stage, while Delon Wright had 8-4-8 and eight with three steals and a block. Now, Delon played 32 minutes, there's still no Killian Hayes, there's no Dennis Smith Jr., there was no Wayne Ellington, I'd be looking to try and sell Wright for a top 70 guy if I could. So I think that will drop off somewhat. I think the depressed penis, Sadiq Bey, um, who was a guy that we grabbed because of opportunity, and we're just seeing his production wane and wane and wane. And over the last two weeks, so post-All-Star break, he's 247th, despite playing 29 minutes a game. And I talked about him a lot in that period, you know, there saying he just doesn't, he doesn't have the f- most fantasy-friendly game. He's a guy that goes out there and can hit threes, and I don't really know what else he does. And that's not particularly valuable for fantasy. So I think in 10 teams, you drop him. I think in 12s, he's probably a droppable guy there as well. Joshy Jackson didn't start with Wayne Ellington out. It was Rodney Magruder. Magruder had 13 points, a lot of those early. Well, Jackson had 15, 2, and 3. We know Jackson's going to hurt a lot on your percentages. He's a nice points league guy, but probably not a 12-team category guy, especially when Smith, Diallo, Ellington, and Hayes all return and how all those guys fit in the rotation at this point is a, a little bit of a mystery. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. 
BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON. It is March, and we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, we are pitting Toffee Almond against Mint Brownie. I haven't had the Toffee Almond yet, but the Mint Brownie, really good. So I'm going to go with Mint Brownie in this one. So if you want to cast your vote, go to BuiltBar.com. You can also go across to their Twitter handle at bar underscore built to make your picks. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Let us go on. Next game, the Clippers and the Mavericks. The Clippers pull away in the end, 109-99. Kawhi had 22-8-7, played 40 minutes. Big game from him with four steals, while Ivica Zubats, now you know I've been talking about Zubats for a while, 35 minutes, 15-11. and 11. He's, a, he's really good. He should play 30-plus every night, and if he is, he'd be a must-roster player. But I do not believe for a second that Serge Ibaka will come in and play a 15 to 18 minute roll off the bench. Ty Lu will go back to Abaka and Zubats will play 21, 22 minutes. He's worth streaming until Abaka comes back, whenever that may be, but I wouldn't get my hopes up. Marcus Morris also made a start in place of Nick Batum, 14, 6, and 4 in 31 minutes. I don't believe that Morris is a must-roster 12-team league guy. Can you add him? Sure. Can you stream him? Absolutely. But as a must-roster guy, no thank you. Well, Nick Batum in uh, 12-team leagues. Get that garbage out of here! He's been a drop for a while. I think we solidify that now. But yeah, 12 and 7 with four threes is good. I just don't see him long term there. Reggie Jackson had 12 points while it was a shit night from Paul George. 15, 7, and 4 on 28% shooting. That's poor shooting. He is a massive buy low. We know Paul George has a poor reputation. We know the playoff jokes. We know the pandemic P, the way off P, any sort of shit you can talk about, Paul George, you're going to hear about it. So people might be a little bit annoyed with what he's doing at the moment. 75th ranked player over the last two weeks. That's horrible. He's better than that, so buy low on him if you can. Lou Williams had 14 in his 25 minutes. For the Mavericks, Doncic, 25, 10, and 16 with two steals and four threes. Inefficient, but some good counting stats. While Paul Zingas had 22 points with three threes and seven boards. It was a good scoring night from Timmy Hardaway as well. 21 points in 30 minutes on 67% shooting. But that 67% shooting should give you an idea of uh, how unsustainable this is. Stream him for points, but that's it. Nowhere near a 12-team must roster. Well, Joshy Richardson, who'd put together a couple of good ones, put together a turd. He did have two steals and a block, so that's good. But six points, three rebounds. I'd maybe hold him for one more if you added him, but I'm not convinced that he's going to be must roster moving forward. But I think he's a hold. Brunson, I think we look at as more of a 14-team must roster. It can be a 12-team league guy, but I wouldn't say he's 100% must roster. While it was a pretty poor night from Muxy Kleber, three points in 36 minutes with a, with a triple one. Now, the triple one's still good, but we'd like a little bit more there out of Muxy. I do think that he can remain as a 12-team league guy. All right, so let's go on to the next game. We're looking at the Memphis Grizzlies. A pretty big blowout loss here against the Suns. 122-99, the Suns win it. There was no Justice Winslow. He was resting, so good old Grayson Allen was back in the rotation. And unfortunately for us, he played well. 15-2-4 with two steals and two threes. 
I have the feeling that that might mean he's back in the rotation and that Desmond Bain might be out. Zero, one and one for Bain in 22 minutes. Missed all three of his shots. Would not be shocked to see Allen back starting in place of Bain or maybe even Justice Winslow, which, yeah, not not ideal. Um, Valanchunas had a pretty good game. Jonas Vasilinovasas. 24 and 17 on 79% shooting. Some of his defensive stuff was pretty questionable, but good uh, good numbers there. While another subpar game from Kyle Anderson, who was outside the top 200 over the last two weeks, nine and four. He did play 28 minutes, but it's getting to that stage where he isn't a, he isn't a must-roster 10-team league guy, and he is getting close to a 12-team drop. He's not maybe not quite there yet, but pretty close. Uh, 15, three and four for Ja Morant isn't ideal. Um, but this game was just shit in general. And it was a bad night from D'Anthony Melton as well. Two and three with two steals on one of seven shooting. Uh, the Grizzlies need to... Uh, I think they're going to make a change to that lineup next game. Would be my guess. Anyway, the Suns, they crushed it. Aiton had 15 and nine with three blocks in 28 minutes. Really good from him. While Chris Paul also was on my buy low show earlier. 18, three and seven with four steals on 82%. While Booker, 27, four and five. And Jay Crowder, who started and had 14 points with four threes. Good numbers from Crowder. I wouldn't look at him as a 12-teamer. He's a streamer. He's a 14-team league guy, but he should start every game over Frank Kaminsky. It doesn't make sense that uh, he would come off the bench. They, they were able to win this one pretty easily. Kaminsky played 11 minutes. Galloway played 21 minutes with Abdul Nadir out. Sharich had probably one of his worst games, seven points in 20 minutes, but he is just more of that back-end guy, more of a 14-team league player than a 12-team league guy, to be honest. Next game we look at is another pretty big blowout win from the Nuggets, 121. Over the paces, 106. Karis Levert, 29 minutes, 17, 2-2 two two with three steals. Still getting comfortable, but that's really encouraging. Brogdon, 24-6-4. While uh, I think Timothy John McConnell's run is over. 2-3-3 three, and three in 19 minutes. We worried that when um, Levert returned that it'd be a squeeze and he's lost ball, ball handling opportunities and minutes. And he's, he's a drop, happily, happily dropping him at this point. And this was with no Jeremy Lamb as well. Dougie McDirt, 12 points in 20 minutes. He's lost a lot of his value as well. While Aaron Holiday had six points in uh, whatever he played, 18 minutes. Sabonis, 10, nine and 10, not ideal. While Turner had five blocks, so keeping the value alive there with the blocks, but only eight points and nine rebounds. It was a good game from Justin Holiday. I thought he'd lose a little bit with the Levert back, but he's been pretty strong. 19 points, five triples. So still not 100% sure he's going to be a must-roster 12-team league player, and especially when Tony Warren returns. For the Nuggets, Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. and 32-14-5, four steals and a block in 34 minutes, while Farton Will Barton played 39 minutes in a blowout, had 20-6, five triples, five assists, one steal and two blocks. That's really good from Barton, who is a top 50 player over the last two weeks. Now, I'm not really sure what happens when Gaz Harris returns, but for now... It's working out pretty well for Barton, and he has uh, he has some twelve team value. He's getting back to that guy that we saw from him, um, you know, last season. So really starting to get back in business. The headmaster had sixteen six and eight Jamal Murray, while thirty one minutes for Michael Porter. Would have hoped for a few more minutes there, which makes me a little bit nervous for when Harris and Morris return. But twenty and eight is good production. Millsap still rostered in too many twelve team leagues. He can go. Get that garbage out! 6-7 and seven in 25 minutes for Millsap, while Faku had 6 assists and 2 steals in his 22 minutes. Campazzo can be that assist and steal streamer, but far from a must-roster guy. Jermichael Green also chipped in with 16 quick points in 18 minutes off the bench. 
All right, so on to the last game. wasn't uh, wasn't very exciting. The Lakers get the win, one ninety eight. Oh, sorry, one, shit, almost one ninety eight. One twenty eight. 97, just an absolute bloodbath. LeBron gets the triple-double, 22, 10, and 11, and I don't really know how much we can take away from this. It was good to see a big game from Taylor and Horton Tucker. He played 28 minutes, had 18, 4, and 10. That, that's awesome. Kyle Kuzma also has been really good. He's a top 50 player over the last two weeks. 17, 17 5, and 4 with two steals. He's worth adding in 12-team leagues. Montrez Harrell, amazing amazing stuff. 27 points in 25 minutes on 79% shooting, but... The level of resistance coming from the other side was pretty low. It wasn't a great night from Dennis Schroeder, six points in 28 minutes, while Markeith Morris had seven points in 16 minutes. Uh, hurt his knee, was able to come back, didn't because they didn't need him to. But now that I think about it, um, completely unrelated to this game, I just remembered in between me recording that recap of the Nuggets game and me recording this recap of the Lakers game, news did come out from Michael Mullen who said that if Monty Morris was healthy, Morris would have started and Porter will start at the four moving forward. So that, that's very interesting to know. That means that helps Will Barton's value as we step forward. It helps Porter's. It obviously kills um, Green and Millsap because they'll both be coming off the bench. But that was an interesting thing, I thought. Now, I don't know if that means that yeah, Harris will then replace Morris and we'll go with Barton and Porter at the three and the four. But that was an admission from uh, the doctor, Michael Malone, that Porter will continue to start at the four. So good for him for uh, realizing the correct decision. For the Warriors, again, I don't know what the hell we take out of this. Alan Smilagic played. He played three minutes. Yeah, Devontae Kachok played six minutes for the Lakers. That's how much of a blowout it was. Draymond had only two points with six rebounds and seven assists, while Wiggins had 15, three, and one. And Nico Mannion dropped in 10 points in 19 minutes. But really hard to get too interested in anything going on here. Steph had 27 points. Wiseman played a lot. He did very little. 28 minutes, seven and eight. Um, he put up some good numbers last game. But again, he's not good enough to be a starting center on an NBA team that wants to be and wants to win now. The problem is, is trying to balance that for the future development of where Wiseman is. And he's going to have these games, poor shooting, no defensive stats, no threes, no assists, uh, minus 28, which was you know, the second on the team worst in terms of, yeah, plus minus Cali was worse with minus 28. If they are going to push him minutes, he is a gamble as a 12 team league guy, but I don't think he's got top 100 upside this year. Maybe he's 120th, 130th. 30th best case scenario. I, I I am, obviously, everyone who listens to this and watches this show know, I am way down on Wiseman compared to the vast majority. Look at the tools. I'm so excited for him. That's what people will say. He's going to be awesome in a few years. I think he's going to be much better than now, obviously. I'm not sure he's going to be this game-changing big that so many others think. I, I'm not there with him yet. Um, I'm not sure I ever will be. And uh, I'd say at this point, his play would back up that level of thinking. Of course, understanding he's 19 and barely played, and there's a lot of development with him. Uh, yeah, he is He is fine if you want to have him at the back end 12 team to stash him to see what happens. But the level of production at the moment is yeah, he's not a top 200 player, and that's obviously not good. And yeah, we need to see uh, a lot more and a lot more consistency for him to, you know, to even get anywhere near sniffing the top 100. He's a long way away from that. Let's um, let's have a look at some the top ads over the last 24 hours. Alexei Pokyshevsky up 39%. Well, he's going to be an awesome streamer for Tuesday, so add him there and let's see what that does. While KJ Martin's up 22%, really good opportunity again for him on Tuesday in Houston, so he's a strong 12-teamer. Hamadou Diallo is up 15%. Stop. I'm not as big on Diallo. Nursing a groin injury, they won't rush him back. He isn't the most fantasy-friendly player anyway, and those big games in Oklahoma City was when he was the only guard playing 40 minutes a night and playing point guard, and he won't do that in Detroit. So I'm not as big on him. Quickly up 15%, sure. Let's see what happens Tuesday, but he's worth an ad. And Dwight Howard up 14%. I wouldn't be too excited about Dwight, but he's absolutely fine to take a crack at. 
Uh, drops, Derek Jones Jr., easy drop. Bruce Brown, easy drop. Daniel Tice down 12%. I can understand dropping him. I wouldn't say it's as easy as the other two. The Salt Fleek, Theo Maladon, he's down 11%. Yeah, fine. Move on from him. No worries. He, he can contribute in 12-team leagues, but he's not a must roster. While Carter Williams down 11% uh, as my chair's in the way of that percentage sign. Um, I still think he's worth hold in some scenarios, but I do understand that the upside for him is uh, not particularly high. Let's talk DFS. Moving on to Tuesday's games across the NBA. All right, so let's take a look at Tuesday across the NBA. Seven games on. First game, Utah and Boston. The Celtics are five-point underdogs at home. The total is 227.5. I guess the big question we have here is Marcus Smart. Will he start or will he Will he not? Will he come off the bench? If he does start, what does that mean for Tice, Thompson, and Williams? Will one of those guys be out of the rotation, and who will it be? Will it be Tice, Thompson? Surely not Rob Williams, but who knows what Brad Stevens is going to do there. The Thunder and the Bulls. No Al Horford for the Thunder. No Darius Baisley. A questionable Lou Dort. No George Hill. So we're going to get... Um, Moses Brown maybe starting, Pokyshevsky starting, Isaiah Roby getting good minutes, Ty Jerome maybe getting a big role if Lou Dort is out. There are some interesting scenarios there for the Thunder. While the Bulls will start with Kobe White and Wendell Carter on the bench and Thad Young and Thomas Sadoransky starting again. The Hawks and the Rockets. The Rockets, no John Wall, no Christian Wood. Uh, Daniel House and Ben McLemore are questionable, while Clint Capella is questionable for the Hawks, of course. Kenyon Martin, Kevin Porter, Justin Patton are all going to get a boost there in Houston. And if Capella is out, you get Johnny Collins and the uh, Italian cock. Daniela Gallinari getting a big uh, big boost there. The Knicks and the Sixers back-to-back here for the Knicks. Um, we don't know about Rose and Peyton, but Emmanuel quickly started his first game on Tuesday. He's an excellent stream option if you uh, haven't rostered him already. While the Sixers will be without Embiid, uh, whether it is Bradley or Howard that starts remains to be seen. The Sixers are six and a half point favorites. The total 215 and a half. Pretty low total there. The Miami Heat, they host the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kevin Love is doubtful, so Larry Nance will probably start in that scenario. Torian Prince also out. While for the Heat, they'll welcome back Bam out of bio. He's probable, and Tyler Hero is also probable. And for the one millionth game in a row, Gabe Vincent is probable. Avery Bradley also questionable. So how he goes, whether he plays, and what that means for Kendrick Nunn is a massive, massive question. The Pelicans and the Blazers, CJ McCollum is back. I don't know in what role. I don't know what sort of minutes he's going to have, but this is going to... It, it was already over for Gary Trent, but it's over now. But I'd be really cautious about using CJ in DFS just because of how his minutes will look in this first game. But it's going to have a dent on maybe Lillard, on Derek Jones for sure, on Gary Trent for sure, on Carmelo Anthony for sure as well. So some interesting scenarios there. The last game is the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers. Jaden McDaniels has cleared the COVID protocol, so he's fine. But there's no Jordan McLaughlin. There's no Jared Culver. Uh, he's doubtful uh, with that toe issue, while the Lakers will have no Anthony Davis, of course, and no Marcus Gasol and no Alex Caruso in this one. The Lakers on a back-to-back are favored by nine points, and the total is 225. If we look at some good DFS options, we're looking at Moses Brown and Alexei Pokyashevsky. Big options there. Uh, Moses should start. He's at 4,200, so I think the C-parter has some really good uh, value. Uh, Tone Bradley at 35, minimum salary. I like Montrez Harrell, Ricky Rubio, Isaiah Roby, uh, Kevin Porter. Larry Nance, Vic Oladipo, Tomas Sataransky, Enes Kanter, Thad Young, Kyle Kuzma, Benny Simmons, Shea Gildas-Alexander, uh, the general Justin Patton, Brandon Ingram, and uh, even Larry Markin at 55, I think, is a pretty good fangel play. That'll do it for me today, guys. Smash subscribe, hit the thumbs up, drop a notification bell on there, give it a bit of a ring, and see how it all goes for you. I hope it goes well. Guys, I'll see you later. Oh, I forgot my outro. What is it? Hey.
Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.